Dear God, we thank you for the beauty of music, the beauty of the season, the beauty of your presence in our lives in such a special way. Make us aware how privileged and how blessed we are to have you as our Lord and our Savior and, and, and to be able to share it with others so that others will know the story on how good God is with each one of us. Now speak to us through your word and, and may the meditations of my heart and whatever comes out of my mouth be acceptable unto you, O Lord. And may that which is yours from your spirit remain in my sister's and brother's heart. And the rest which is just sleeps may be blown away by the passing of time. But your truth shall remain. And we thank you for that. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And amen. Um, I am very happy to continue the series that we are preaching this week. And today, if you would go in Scripture with me and look into the uh, Old Testament, I have two readings to share with you for our message this morning. The first one is out of the book of Isaiah, and it is out of chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. This is the word of the Lord. See, God has come to save us. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is, how mighty is our God. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. And in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, we read the following. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a, in a little while, you won't see me. But a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth that you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn into wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice. And no one can rob you from that joy. This is the word of the Lord. I am sharing with you in this wonderful uh, season of Advent uh, a series of messages called uh, basically the season of lights. And season of lights because there are so many wonderful lights out in our community. And, and, uh, and I like to go drive out in, in different places. There is the, the botanical gardens and neighborhoods and there is Callaway Gardens with amazing lights. And they're just showing something. What are they trying to tell us? 
What are these lights trying to tell us? Well, typically in this time of the, of, of, of the season, people are going frantic. People are going crazy. People are going, I have to get this. I have to get that. I felt that way this week when I had to get my Christmas tree up. And then I forgot I had a poppy. So I have a couch and a sofa and all these elements in front of the Christmas tree. So when you come home, I have to know a little bit so I can put the furniture and tie up the dog. No, no she's very sweet. And, and she, she really hasn't even gone for the tree yet because I don't let her. I sit there as I'm studying, watching TV or whatever. I sit here and she stares at the tree. First of all, when she saw it, she started barking at it. Why are you bringing this thing inside the house? It took her window away so she can't look out that window any longer. So she wasn't happy with the tree. So, but she stares at the lights. And she, you know, goes down and she stares at her and says, Daisy, don't you dare. And the minute I say that, she puts her tail between her legs and she does her, I'm sorry, I have done something wrong because your tone of voice tells me so. And she goes under the bed. But you see, we don't have to live like that in the season of life like Daisy does. We can live with a joyful news that Jesus gives us the grace and the freedom to live. And we actually are, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you an option. We're trying to give you an option that the light shines in the darkness and that the darkness could not, could not extinguish the light. Meaning that Jesus is stronger than any negative things that can happen in your life. That the light of the world who is Jesus Christ is bigger. He's a conqueror over every situation in life. And nothing can stop Jesus' light from shining. No darkness in this world, no darkness in this society can darken those lights. And we first heard, the first thing we talked about was the, the lights of hope. And we talked about the lights of hope being based in the idea that our hope is not just wishful thinking. Our hope is not just a, a fleeing idea. I hope so. Our hope is actually a confident hope that we can rely because it is based on God's own promises, on God's promises. And we saw the example that Jesus, there were 300 prophecies about Jesus. And one of them, just for the sake of curiosity, talked about the Messiah being born in Bethlehem, Micah the prophet in Bethlehem. And so it was in the city of the bakers, where all the bread was baked to the Jerusalem in the city of bakers. In the city of bread craftsmen, in this little city outside of Jerusalem, this little village called Bethlehem, so was the Messiah born. And because God gave those promises, and they came through whatever promises God has for your life, whatever promises God offers you, we can really hope confidently, trusting, because God does not lie. God's promises are for real. Secondly, last week we talked about God's love and how the love of God talks to us and, and tells us about how consistent God is and how God is always reaching out to us, reaching out to us, how God is a giver and not a taker, and how God's love is unconditional. Do you have something that you got to do before you have to come to church? No. I have to fix myself before I go to church. No, says the gospel. Everyone is welcome into, this, into the church. Everyone is welcome because God welcomes everybody because God's love is Unconditional. What do you have to do to prove God? Nothing. Just say, I'm here. That's it. And God's love is poured. And we show the kids that that God is liquid, and that guy just pours out and goes to the deepest areas of our souls, and it creeps down because it's not for us to hold on to, but it's for us to share. 
But allow me today to talk to you about a different kind of light, a different kind of illumination that God has for us in this beautiful day, a different car, a different way in which light wins over darkness, a different way in which darkness do not, in which light actually overcomes darkness. Let me share with you a little bit about the light of joy. Now, joy is not happiness. Joy is not happiness, though sometimes joy is expressed with happiness. But joy is not happiness. Joy is not gladness either. Joy is not gladness. Because joy sometimes includes gladness, but sometimes it does not include gladness. Joy does not necessarily include pleasure, though sometimes with joyful experiences, pleasure comes along. But joy is not pleasure. Okay? So what is joy? Joy is the idea that there is a sense of wellness. There is a sense that things are okay between me and God. That's it. It has not to do with the circumstances. It has nothing to do with the money you have or you don't have. It has nothing to do with plenty. It has nothing to do with scarcity. It has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with sickness. Joy, the first light I want to share with you about joy, joy comes from God. Joy is a gift of God. Joy does not come from your circumstances. Joy does not come from wherever you think is. Joy is a gift from God. Joy is a gift from God because it comes from God. Actually, Scripture tells us that the kind of joy that God talks about, the kind of joy that God shares with every one of us, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him, says the wise man in Ecclesiastes. The Psalms and Isaiah is full of the ideas that joy is something that comes to us because we are connecting with God. Because we have decided to turn around our vision, to turn around our focus from the negative circumstances and turn them into the hope, into the love that God has for us, which can be transferred into the joy, the fullness of joy, no matter what the circumstances are. That's the first light that I wanted to share with you about joy. Joy is a gift of God. Joy comes from God, exclusively from God. The second thing I want to share with you about joy is, whoops, what did I do? Just turned it off. Is that joy is a spiritual practice and discipline. That's why it is not a carnal, it is not something from the soul. That is why it can be joy, but it doesn't have to be happiness. There can be joyfulness, but there doesn't have to be gladness. There can be sadness, and yet there can be joy. There can be fear, but there can be that hopeful joy coming around the corner. Because our fears and our doubts are dwelling in the soul, but the joy of the Lord is in the spirit. Hey, it's not, I didn't make it up. Paul calls it as one of the gifts of the spirit. Paul labels it as one of the amazing joy, fruit of the spirit. It says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patient. So because it is a fruit of the Spirit, it is something that is developed, it is something that is nurtured, it is something that grows as we mature in Christ. The closer you walk with Jesus, the closer you will discover the full joy of Jesus. 
which is not temporary, which is not ephemeral, which is not just circumstantial. It remains, it stays. Actually, Jesus says in, in uh, John 15, in his whole argument of remain in me, abide in me, and I will abide in you. Remember that whole discussion between Jesus and his disciples in John chapter 15? 15 times he mentions, abide in me, remain in me, stay close to me, and I will stay close to you. You know what it says? It actually says, your joy will be made full and will overflow when you do the things I have told you. And the things you have just told them in chapter 15 was, remain and abide in me. Hang in there with me. Don't leave me, because I promise I won't leave you, he says. So therefore, the joy of the Lord is something that we practice, that we grow into, and we mature in our Christian walk. The closer you are with Jesus, the closer you will get, you will be able to experience the joy of the Lord. Now, Nehemiah talked about the joy of the Lord, and that is where the actual text comes from. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Because Nehemiah was coming back, was actually receiving a whole boat, actually traveling from Babylon back into Jerusalem. And when they got to the city, they saw how destroyed the city was. They saw how destroyed the city was. They saw how the ruins of the city, they saw the ruins of the temple. And as Nehemiah and Esdras and all of those wonderful people came together to rebuild the city of God, they realized that it was a hard, long job that it was not going to be easy, that they were going to need some power, some strength from somewhere else, and that it was not going to be on their own. So they realized that not only the joy of God is something that is a gift from God. They knew that. They knew that it was a discipline as they got closer to God all the time. But they also realized that the joy of the Lord is inexhaustible. There is no end to it. It is something that will never finish. All who seek the Lord will praise him, says the psalmist. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The joy of the Lord does not end. The joy of the Lord does not quench. The joy of the Lord is there for you to claim it. The psalmist in Psalm 42 again, who is very distraught, who is very depressed, who is just about to hit the dumps, he decides to say, why are you, my heart, so discouraged? Why are you, my heart, so sad? And then he takes his eyes out of himself. He puts them up on the Lord and says, for my hope is in the Lord. Wait, O soul, for I will yet have to praise him and be filled with joy. See how the discipline goes? See how it is inexhaustible? For the joy of the Lord is forever. For your presence and the pleasures, in, in, in your presence there is fullness of joy, says the prophet. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Finally, this love, this joy that God sends to each one of us is a joy that gives us the power, that gives us the can-do attitude, that gives us the ability to reach that joy no matter how sad our circumstances are. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust Him, and with all my heart, He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I've been reading about how our hearts can be filled with joy. But have you heard the statements before? 
I will praise the Lord. I will trust the Lord. I will hope upon the Lord. And then my joy will be fulfilled. It is a connection. It is a necessary connection. Because you see, the joy is connected to God. God does not give us joy for, you know, that's happiness. That's gladness. Temporary. But the joy of the Lord that is not only inexhaustible, that it is a gift from God, and that it is a spiritual practice for us to grow into, it is also powerful, but it is only thus those four lights. They only work if they're hooked up to that battery. They only work if they're hooked up to God, who is the giver of our joy, to God, who is the giver of our promises. You see, because to God, there is nothing greater than to share with us his life. So, the greater you're connected with God, the greater your joy. Can we repeat that? The greater the connection, the greater the joy. Can we say it again? The greater the connection, the greater the joy. That really happens. That really happens. So let me ask you this morning. Let me just ask you this morning. Are you one of those people living without hope, love, or joy in life? Or do you know someone that is like that? Or do you find yourself at moments like that? Well, let me share with you. Be filled with the lights of joy. Because in this season of light, God has offering something better for each one of us than just status quo. God is offering us a way of looking at life that is above and beyond what the world can see. If they have no hope, we have the hope. If they have no love, we have that love. If they have no joy, we have that true joy. Last night, Saturday night in the season, I am sure there were a lot of people going to parties to celebrate the season. And guess what? Some of them this morning may just be emptier than the night before. Let us pray. Dear God, be light in our dark darkness. Shoo the darkness away, O oh God. Rebuke them in the name of Jesus in our lives so that we can live with the light who is you, who are you, so that we may enjoy, we just really, oh Lord, depend on your glory and your beauty. May we really, oh God, depend in you. Grow closer to you so that your joy may be fulfilled in our lives. Grow, grow closer to you so that we can experience the true joy, not just the little emotional up and down that life offers us. Thank you, Lord. Through Christ we pray. Amen.